Is it coming back? Are we going for that? It was Agatha. I think it might be back. All alone. It still says offline. It's Talk Therapy Disguised as a Podcast. It's the Popcorn for Dinner Podcast. I recently recorded a very fun episode that should be coming out quite soon. It's with two of my close friends, the only people I think that watch more TV than myself, Ayo Indem and Victor Dama. And we covered a myriad of things, including WandaVision, most especially the last episode, episode 7. And I just figured it makes more sense to put that out now. I'll still put it part of the larger episode with Victor and Ayo when that comes out, but I just felt like this could be a good time to put out our thoughts on the episode and WandaVision as a whole so far. Later, I'm going to talk about award season and the weirdness of it all and also why nobody was surprised that the Golden Globes did some fuck shit and hopefully I can explain what the award season is to you guys. And that's all coming on later, but first, one division. I really like this show. I, like, let's just talk about one division because here's the thing. Um... I think I knew I was always going to like WandaVision, right? But I didn't know if it was always going to be good. <laughs> because here's the thing. Fair enough. You and I, especially you and I, we kind of, we we have a history of liking weird shows. So it's either we like Orphan Black, Preacher, shows that, shows that are just willing to be so fucking weird. So I knew I was going to like WandaVision. I just didn't know if it was going to be good. And I'm so happy it's good. I mean, it's Marvel, so you know, 99% mm-hmm. chance I was going to like yeah. it. And I am 99% sure I'm in love with Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> and like, it's not starting today. It started from when I watched her in liberal arts. Yeah. And I was like, what yeah. is happening here? So like, it was, a, it was a win-win for me. And then the show decides to be fucking good. Yeah. It decides to yeah. be, you know, we're going to try all these, it like, didn't have to do it. we're going to try all these silly things. And like, we're going to pull it off perfectly. And, like, all our actors are going to be on board. So, guy. The actors, man. The actors just acted. Wonder Vision is like, it's like they made it for me. That's how I feel. I look forward to Fridays. I feel like that's how like they made it for me. It's like, it's like it's 2003 all over again. And I'm waiting for Charm to come up on Series Channel again. Oh, how are you just going to go and recreate 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like, comedy sitcoms? And just, like, have Paul Bettany be fucking hilarious. And, like, Elizabeth yeah. Olsen be perfect and everything. Uh, yeah, killed I, me, they, they killed me with the with the the office play in the last episode. I was like, yeah, yeah. the office stroke Modern Family. And it's definitely like, Modern Family. Nah, but like the intro was the office. It made me all warm and fuzzy inside. Okay, well, oh, but Ayo thought was it the office? I thought it was Happy Endings because I actually haven't seen the office. No, it was the office. Da, na, 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 na. It was the office. Oh, but, you mean the song? Yeah, I was the, talking about the actual, like, yeah. the theme stroke, the title card sequence. I thought that was Happy Endings. Oh, right, yeah. I think they, they just did everything, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That made me very happy. The way they've no really one, done it. Yeah, so no yeah. one really references Happy Endings. Yeah. Which is sad. <laughs> Are we going to talk about Happy Endings? We should. Are we going to... An excellent show. Eulogize happy endings. Yeah, we should we should really eulogize happy endings. From top to bottom. I've heard you now. guys I've heard you guys like cry about happy endings for like the past seven years non-stop. Like every they, seven years they got cancelled. They took it from us, man. Like and it, it was they, like they, New they, Girl they, season two, wasn't it? Yeah. Gone too soon, gone too soon. Pour one out for happy endings and limitless, man. Yeah, limitless. But they're, they're all like all the happy endings guys have, have all gone on to do good stuff. Yeah. Or at yeah. least do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They've all been busy at the very least. So that's nice for them. 
Yeah, but yeah, Wonder Vision, man. Like, Wonder Vision is now the only show that after I watch it, I go and I'm trying to figure it out. Like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out all the Easter eggs that I missed. Yeah, and that kind of thing. Like, it's a show that rewards Multiple that kind words. of stuff. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, enjoy it immensely. I actually don't do that, and it's, it's weird because normally I would, but I feel like I just want to just give me what you're gonna give me. Whatever I can spot, I'm happy. Like when, like the kickass thing from last, I knew that in it. So I'm happy oh, when I okay. cut, I'm happy when I catch that. You see, I didn't, I didn't catch that, yeah. and I knew there was something there. So yeah, I went yeah, to look yeah, after, <laughs> the look yeah. after. But I'm just like, whatever you can just give, just give me the story the way you want to give it to me. Um, I'm sure there's a lot with, regarding Monica Rambo in like episode seven, her eyes and whatever she's probably becoming the superhero she was going to become. So that's interesting. It's just how do you think she got powers? They said the hex was the changing her on, on a molecular, molecular level. And the babe, the babe, the babe just kept trying to jump in. She was always trying to enter. But um, yeah, I was like, she was pushing it then, like so it's like willpower. Yeah, but definitely, like I think Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. We had her voice there. We had her mom's voice. So like, it's just, and I think I don't know if she's in Doctor Strange. I know she, her next movie. I think her next movie is, is Captain Marvel too. Mm. So she's obviously becoming a superhero. Which one comes out first, Captain Marvel 2 or Doctor Strange 2? Doctor Strange. Really? They're shooting that now in Sorry. London with Elizabeth Olsen and Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that makes sense. Because I watched an interview and she was like, yeah, she's been in London yeah. since January. But she's been locked down. Yeah. So they're actually so now, actually. They've been locked down. But yeah, that's what they're meant to be shooting now. Fair enough. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Directed by Sam Raimi, who directed the original Spider-Man trilogy. So that's interesting. Okay. Just, who wrote because <laughs> if he directed all three man I'm not sure I can trust him did, well, the first who two wrote all good. three I don't know but the first two are very good what yeah but the third one that whole dancing thing everybody everybody has to be fair I think, I think the third one the thing about that is like the stories are like the studio just came in and we're like yeah we want we want this we want Sandman we want Symbiote we just just destroyed his vision or whatever okay fair enough okay. but that's the story you can blame the studio but he did he did Doc he did Doc he did Doc, he did Doc, he did Doc which so is like, excellent you really can't you can't hold it. In. You can't say anything against him. But um, Wonder Vision, oh, but you said something about how this was probably the weakest episode yes. of the season. Yes, which is a bit sad for me because I feel like this is the you know this is one of the well, one of the big reveal episodes that we're going to get mm. that it was Agatha all along, and I just feel like a lot of the style of, you know, the comedy that they were doing in this episode felt a bit flat for me. Um, which is sad because, and you you pointed this out, so maybe it is because, like, Modern Family is one of the shows I watched. Like, mm. I didn't watch any of those I Love Lucy kind of shows. Mm-hmm. So maybe I know what it's meant to be. So, like, looking at it being... It feels less fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's that, or maybe I think... <laughs> I don't think the comedy was as well-placed as it could have been. I don't think there was room for comedy in this episode there because no, yeah. Wanda is destroyed and sad and is showing like it's having a physical manifestation and Vision is, you know, is having an identity crisis. Yeah. So like, I don't know, trying to infuse those moments with comedy in the way they did, which was mostly just camera work. I really loved camera work. Camera work was good. <laughs> like, you were like, let's, let's go the, the modern family, the office yeah. kind of single cam camera work. I liked Vision's um, confessionals. I liked his confession. I liked him look at the camera yeah. like like Jim from the office, and I just like, um, yeah. No, I I think I think yeah. To say it's the weakest episode is not. I personally don't it's think it's not a bad thing. It's I not a bad thing. Think, it's not an insult. It's like, but, 
I think to say it's a bad episode is a stretch. No, no, it's not. A, it's yeah. not a bad episode. It's not a bad episode. It's the, their weakest episode, but it's not a bad episode. No. Okay. Also, Victor, do you remember that? I was going to bring this up, but when the last trailer came out, obviously I already knew I was going to like this show. Mm-hmm. It's Marvel. They're trying weird <laughs> shit. Yes, please. I didn't want. I, I didn't want the trailer. Now, Victor messaged this and is like, "Have you guys watched the trailer? Yeah. It looks like hot shit." <laughs> Both of us aired him. Nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody responded. <laughs> it was like, that's your business. We know what you want. We know you sponsored this stuff you. Whatever you want to like, it's like, <laughs> it's your business. <laughs> Victor is actually still watching the trash. No, no. Victor, no we're really part of the money laundry scheme. No, <laughs> no, still sponsored this no, no, no. So the thing, the thing about it is that I already started. I can't stop. It's unfortunate. We all started. I don't know how you guys were able to detach, but... um. Victor, you stopped watching shit. What are you saying? You stop watching shows that were extremely bad. I mean, like the first, I, I stopped Black Lightning because that was just that was just terrible, and I was trying, I was giving it a chance because black people, but they suck. <laughs> so I'm back to the white man. You're like crackhead for that because there's no way, there's no way Black Lightning is worse than The Flash. Now there's no way. It wasn't because I watched Black Lightning as well, and by that time I stopped watching The Flash. Nah, but like. That that um season two episode one of Black Lightning was just was just horrible. Um, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to watch um Wonder Vision. I can't remember what exactly changed my mind. Okay, I think it was when they dropped the teaser back to back with um Captain America and Winter Soldier. It was when I announced I I saw like what they were really. Mm. trying to do with Wonder Vision and I was like, okay, okay. I think I'll give this a shot. Mm. But um from the first two trailers I was like, nah. I mean the first trailer was like it didn't tell us anything. I was like, yes, don't tell me anything. I didn't know they were gonna do house like try and do House of M or whatever. And like I've said it before on this podcast already, like I just like it when creators just are free to be creative and do whatever they want to do. And I'm like I like that Wonder Vision is I think it's a hit, and I hope Disney's tracking as a hit because mm. it gives more guys just freedom to do something. Like Moon Knight is a weird character; be weird with him. Miss Marvel is like a teenager who's Pakistani and a superhero. Don't make her the same way you made like Peter Parker. Like do different stuff. So um, I'm just I want it to be different. Like um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm excited for that because again, it's Marvel, and I look I like those guys. I've I've watched them for like what. 10 years? Yeah. Sebastian Stan was t- first Captain America 10 years. But yeah. I'll be very surprised if that show surprises me. Like, I feel like I know what it's going to be. Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to like what it's going to be, but it's going to be an espionage show with these guys in a body cop. They will fight like Winter Soldier. They will try to fight like Winter Soldier, but they probably won't, won't get that level because they don't have the Russo brothers. But um, Winter be... Soldier, best Marvel movie ever. I... Is that, your, is, that, is, that your, is that your your stance? It's between Winter Soldier and Civil War. I know someone that's that is full of Winter Soldier. It's me. No, no, I know someone else. Like he's like he doesn't have between. He's like full of Winter yeah. Soldier. I think, and I I can definitely. see And he's gonna be uh just for balance. He's gonna be a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier correspondent. He'll be the person talking about the show on, on this podcast. Just to, just to, just jump in real quick. Yeah. Um, it's DC over Marvel. Okay, cool. I mean, you, when you leave this podcast, I, I feel like you're gonna destroy every every I, ounce of credibility you ever had. Seriously, I don't, I don't want to get into a DC and Marvel debate because, as someone who likes comic book and comic book, I want everything to be good. 
But I don't understand. Like, how do we say it's duty by Marvel? Like, what are we using? They've the not given us now. The flash, not, flash is using. The flash is using. It's obvious. Because I want them to give us great stuff, but they've not given us anything great. Come on, Banky. Titans. Since. After oh, remember Titans. How far did you go in Titans? I finished it. I'm up to date. Are you going to watch the next season? Of course I'm going to watch the next Why? season. Why? Because I think Titans are a lot of fun when they stop thinking about what they're trying but to they're do. But they're always thinking about what they're trying to do. Yeah. They so it's never, it's never fun. How long do you think it's dark? <laughs> How long into the third season do you think it's going to take before they say fuck? I'm not watching third season, but the first episode. <laughs> they're going to say ten, ten minutes, maybe I say, even less. I say it's under five minutes before they go <laughs> something, something, fuck. Yeah, no. It's probably be Robin that'll say it as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not watching Titans. I think I'm done. But like I want give I want a great DC show. I'm excited for Suicide Squad to be on um, the James Gunn one because mm. I just feel like that could be good. Right? But like I, I can't. I don't think. And it's my yes. Look, I like Marvel, but I like Marvel because they've given me good movies and good TV shows for the past thirteen years. Iron Man came out two thousand eight. Like so, I can't. If anyone says, "Oh, let's have an argument DC versus Marvel," like what are you using to the argument? I'm just bringing mm. out comics and like yeah, the, the TV shows are better. Yeah, no, no, the TV shows are better. Animated TV shows like Harley Quinn, Young Justice. Like, Harley Quinn is incredible. I, I talked about it in this mm-hmm. podcast. I love the Harley Quinn. It's so good. But um, you, you're not going to use any of, like, the DCEU movies. Like, you're not, you're not gonna, the best one is Man of Steel. And even that was, like, I'm you think still not Man of Steel is better than Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. No, the first Wonder Woman. Okay. First Wonder Woman is the best one. Then Man of Steel. Have you guys seen the then, second like, Wonder Woman? You have, like, Shazam and Aquaman. There's, like, it's good. They're good. I haven't yet. Yes. Haven't. You have? Yes. I haven't seen it. Hot. <laughs> Hot. Doo-doo. I don't know how... Like, how? How did it do that? How I don't do I don't understand It's the it. same... Exact same creative team. How did, Actually, how did it, it go it's so not, bad? It's not, it's not. I checked it. A woman directed it. I fucked it up. This is what happened. A woman directed the first. You're not leaving that it's thing the because same, you're mad. It's the same woman. <laughs> the same no, woman. It, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. She wrote the second one. Was she wrote the she shouldn't write the first one? She wrote. I'm pretty sure she wrote. No, no, no. I checked. I'm pretty sure she was the writing team for the first one. No, she wasn't part of the writing team. She only directed. She was. She wrote the second one though, and that's why we are where we are. You heard it here first. Victor hates Patty Jenkins. All all female writers. (laughs) No, should stick to what they're good at doing: directing. (laughs) Directing. How dare you put your pen? How dare you put your pen to paper? Who wants to hear your words? (laughs) Who are you, Emily Dickinson? (laughs) Speaking of Dickinson, I, I I I wanted to bring that in for you. Yeah, talk about Dickinson. I think it's a lovely show, and everybody should watch it. So Dickinson is on Apple TV Plus. Is a um comedy. It is a but, comedy, but it also features with Khalifa's death. Yeah. So yeah, guys, in an well, incredible scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, she, I think Victor may be right. Yeah, she wasn't involved. No, so she we're just checking like, it story. out. And it doesn't look like Patty Jenkins was involved in writing the first Wonder Woman. Was she involved in the second one? Yes, she was. Oh, damn. He's right. He's got us there. It's first one, man. I'm okay, first, fine. Uh, so we leave uh, that uh, in, I guess. Uh, two men. <laughs> Anywho. Um... Um, yeah, no, Wonder Vision. Look, Wonder Vision is, is a good show. I don't know how to, like, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I, I know I can be elitist, right? But I think I've kind of earned that right in some regards. Like, you know how to say, well, you, you have put to put your hours in. Yeah, you know how to say you have to get, it was 10,000 hours to become, yeah, a, to become yeah. perfect something. I've put in my 10,000 hours, right? Mm-hmm. So when people tweet something like, so I'm always, I always open, people can have different opinions on what, it, what what is good and like what they don't really like and stuff, so what is slow, fair enough. But when people just tweet something like, oh, 
WandaVision is a bad show. I'm just like, no, you're just objectively wrong. Like, there's just nothing. Like, you can't say, oh, it's not for you. You just say it's a bad show. I'm just like, okay, then I just, you cannot we be can't have the conversation. Yeah, it's just like, there's nothing here. Because I just don't agree with you. There's still a rumor that there's still going to be like a big cameo. So people think it might be Doctor Strange, which I don't really know if that's, I won't be that excited to see Doctor Strange and, and like, okay. Like, I'm more excited about like seeing Pietro from X-Men. From X-Men. Like, yeah, that's yeah. more, I don't know, like, unless you're bringing Michael Fassbender to be Magneto. <laughs> like, <laughs> as her dad or whatever, or as Pietro's dad, maybe. But like, is Doctor Strange? Okay, that's like. It's probably Doctor It's the MCU. Like, that's not, that's not, she said it was like on par with Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not Doctor Strange coming in. Is just like, yeah, I I, I expect that because it's the MCU. You guys always get very incestuous, but yeah. <laughs> if you tell me it was even Peter's coming in, I'll be, I'll be fine with that to be honest. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited for the last episode. Apparently, it might be an hour each, so that'll be interesting. I think I think they're kind of done with not done, but I think this episode. I think the reason it was kind of their weakest because they're kind of like leaving the whole sitcom thing, and now next episode yeah. is going to be full on Marvel. It's going to be, I think next episode is like a two-hour movie. Um, Do you think that they're going to have a big Defenders mashup thing in the TV show universe? With who? Like with Wanda, maybe Vision, if she keeps him alive somehow, um, Winter Soldier, Falcon, no, but Hawkeye, no, all these because guys. because these are going back to the movies. This is fair enough. There's no split <laughs> anymore. There's no TV and movie. Like, Wanda's going straight to Doctor Strange. To Doctor Strange, yeah. Um, um, Monica Rambo is going straight to Captain Marvel too. I think they do crossover in their shows though. I think that that should be done. It depends on like, look, Loki's show looks like it's happening everywhere else but Earth. So Fair. God knows where that's going to happen. Um, I I think Falcon and Winter Soldier was originally meant to air before Wonder Vision. Oh, so, okay. Well, obviously, um, COVID, so that will not work there. And I, I don't know any, if any of these shows are going to have a second season. Interesting. Because God knows, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, would there be a second season for this show? I don't think it's a good for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Um, Bucky, Sebastian Sun, they gave him like an 11 picture deal. I remember in 2011, so God knows what he has left in terms of for <laughs> movies. Cap- Falcon is going to be Captain America. Obviously, Captain America is going to be in the movies. And I'm not going to leave him on TV. Loki, Jesus, God knows what they have in store for that guy. Then they have like Moon Knight, the Hawkeye. TV show, Hawkeye with Haley Stanfield, your personal fave. Um, yeah, man, look, it's Marvel. At this point, they've bought my destiny whatever they do i'm on board i'm there day one but i talk record most of the things they do are good some are bad but most are good i'm just like that's a good pattern average from me yeah i'm not looking for you to win oscars or emmys just entertain me like this is the show i'm looking forward to every week i'm looking forward to friday so i can this watch, is true so i yeah. can watch wonder vision and just enjoy it i watch, i think i watch all the episodes twice really it's just it's just fun the first few were like 20 minutes. I just watch it just like in the background. It's just fun. It's just nice. It's just like watching Paul Bettany be incredible. And a fun story. I think Paul Bettany says he got vision on the day when like a producer in Hollywood told him that he was done. So like some producer told him like, oh, you're done in Hollywood. You're never going to be cast again. And Paul Bettany was in a lot of like, he was in not, not minor roles, but also not lead roles in a lot of good movies. Like he mm-hmm. was in Beautiful Mind. He was in Margin Call. He was in a lot of stuff. And then they're like, look, you're done in Hollywood. No one's going to cast you. So he said he was sitting down on the curb was like depressed and then like just reading calls him calls him and he's like oh how do you feel about being vision like from, and he's like oh shit i'm no longer just the voice oh, um, yeah. i have a career now and then i look at what's and like now he's doing this incredible stuff on wonder vision just being a comedic actor and just happy for him 
Lizzie Olsen, incredible. Catherine Han, incredible. The kids, I like the kids this last episode. I know you um, hate you hate kid actors. I, I generally hate kids. Ayo hates all kid actors. Hates Matteo from Jane the Virgin. The worst. <laughs> he, was, he was to be fair, he, he was a bad character. The he worst. was a very annoying character. Um, and I love babies. He just don't like how, when they do, grow. how do you guys think the kids came about? That's it. Are they even still around? They're going to tell us. As, as Angela removed them from existence, I'm just what's happened. Next I don't even episode. want to think about it. Yeah, like because okay. Oh, I know I'm having arguments of whether the like the kids will exist outside the hex. I don't yeah, think I they don't exist know. I feel like I don't, uh, but you know, it's like you know when the boy kept saying he's hearing voices in his head. Um, there has mm-hmm. to be something there. Yeah, but I think he's his power is to he kind of hear, yeah, hear minds and hear. St- I don't think she has that power. I don't know. Oh, That's like, what I'm saying. Really know it's like, how did he manifest that? Yeah, and then the other oh. one is quick, like his uncle. Yeah. So that's interesting because it doesn't know his real uncle. Welcome back, everyone. So, award season. For most casual observers, you know of the Oscars, and then you maybe you know about the Emmys. Maybe on the night of, you see the tweets or you see the jokes or you see the winners of the Golden Globes. Now, it's a season for a reason. The whole award season is this large behemoth of a thing that happens annually that nobody really fully understands. But essentially, there are three different stops in the award season. You have the Critics Awards, then the Guild Awards, and then you have the Oscars. And later in the year, you have the Emmys. The Critics Awards include like the Los Angeles Film Critics, or the New York Film Critics, or the Vancouver Film Critics, or the Boston Film Critics. And then the Guild Awards, you have the Directors Guild Association, you have the Screen Actors Guild, you have the Producers Guild, you have the Writers Guild, and then you have the Oscars. And then later in the year, you have the Emmys. Now, the Golden Globes have this weird placement where they're just immediately after the Critics Awards, but also before the Guild Awards, and most times they happen before voting for the Oscars have even started. Let's start with the Golden Globes and why they're weird. The Golden Globes are organized by a group known as, as the HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Now, these are a group of foreign, quote-unquote, journalists who are essentially a shadowy cabal because nobody really knows who is involved in this group. There are 87 members and essentially they're meant to be like foreign press from like Denmark and Hungary and places like that. But yeah, I mean, they are, but no one really knows who they are. No one knows. They're not really critics. They're not critics at all, and they're not really journalists. So nobody really knows where these guys fall. There are a few people, like a handful of people that actually film journalists or film critics and deserve this kind of role, but for the majority, just old, white. <laughs> now, this is not about the HFPA. They are in love with movie stars and big names. They... Again, it's 87 people who are voting for the best quote-unquote of the year and they really just vote in terms of who they like, not necessarily in terms of quality as has been evidenced in the nominations and we'll talk about that later. They are notorious, they've been scandal-ridden for years and also no one really just knows how they've come to gain this kind of outsized importance in Hollywood and film culture and celebrity culture actually. Um, it's weird. On the one hand, everyone's kind of like everyone derides and hates the Golden Globes and everything, but and the HFPA. But on the other hand, you kind of have to be appreciative for a nomination or a win or supporting an organization just because a nomination means a lot. Golden Globe nominee for some reason 
not for some reason, because of how it has gone, which is probably down to capitalism or whatever, means a lot. These guys throw fancy parties and big parties to get these people in. They nominate, they want to nominate the big stars, so the big stars come to their events, come to their pre-Golden Globes party or their post-Golden Globes party. If a movie gets a Golden Globe nomination, that's a big deal because they can market that to get more people into the theatres, right? If a TV show that is not really being seen, but from a select few, gets a Golden Globe nomination and a Golden Globe win, that could encourage the studio to give them more time or to give them more episodes or things like that. So unfortunately, they mean a lot, but at the same time, people kind of know that they shouldn't mean a lot. So it's kind of this weird limbo that we're stuck in. Now, in, in normal time, the Golden Globes have this benefit of being the only award show that sells alcohol. So most times it's a party, it's free, you see some big celebrities. Most times giving award um, acceptance speeches quite drunk and it's fun. And the host could either be very warm and funny, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, who are the hosts again this year, or just turn it into a roast, like Ricky Gervais. So it's it's always been nice or it's been an interesting event the award show, despite people not really giving or wanting to give much um, recognition to the awards themselves. Now, before I go into why, like I said, we weren't surprised that the Golden Globes did what they did, I want to mention that like, because of the fact that you have 87 foreign journalists or foreign press making this nomination and award, it's always been quite eccentric choices. But in the TV section, they've always been kind of positive eccentric choices. So for example, I only started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine because of the Golden Globes. There were maybe 10 episodes into their first season and they won Best Comedy and and December won Best Actor. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should check this show out. And that's what happens with a lot of shows. If a show that is new and nobody's really watching it does well at the Golden Globes, it kind of improves, improves their viewership. It gives the studio or the network more faith in them. And... On the TV side, the Golden Globes have, do have a track record of recognizing this kind of shows that don't really fit the mode of, like, of the bigger shows that go going to the Emmys or whatever, but they're good shows. So, for example, Jane the Virgin and Crazy Ex-Gilford ne- never really got recognition at the Emmys, but they would get it at the Golden Globes. A few nominations, a few wins, and that was good for them. That helped them stay on the network a bit longer. That was good for the CW because it was a smaller, smaller network and it was helped them gain recognition. So most people listening to this would know about the whole controversy regarding Ami Destroy's nominations or lack thereof. And for some reason, the, the, the show that has like caught the brunt of this whole, of the public's anger has been Emily in Paris, which is a show that I have not watched. And trust me, my life is completely fine. I've never watched that show. Even though, like, really, Emily in Paris did not take Ami Destroy's sports because it was a comedy and Ami Destroy was a limited series. But it's a perfect picture of the problem, one of the problems with the HFPA. And that's like, it's a very racist organization. It just is, flat out. Now, in the past couple of days, it's come out that there are no black members of the HFPA. And this surprises no one. No one that followed the Golden Globes for even two years believed there was a black voting member in the HFPA. And speaking of Evelyn Parry, it came out that like, when they were shooting, like 30 plus members of the HFPA went to visit the set, which is a thing that journalists do. But they were also like, the network in the show put them at like a very expensive um, hotel. They dined at very expensive restaurants. So it was like a whole thing. So eventually it's kind of like, did we, did you vote for this show just because they treated you nice? Which is, look, I'm not here to make final claims, but it's a thing that the HFPA have been accused of many times. 
you nominate DiCaprio because you want DiCaprio to be at your party and you can get a selfie with him. So, again, we've just learned to not really take much of it seriously. Yes, I May Destroy You Not Get Generation is very emblematic of the racism in HFPA. And it's terrible because you want Michaela Cole to recognize for her work. You want the actors and the actresses to say, I was part of this including Global Limited show, and then I'll help them in future negotiations or getting future work and everything. But at the same time, this is an organization that did not nominate Spike Lee or his film, The Five Bloods. This is an organization that has consistently overlooked female directors. So I have no doubt that I may destroy you would perform incredibly well at, at the Emmys later in the year because that's an award ceremony that is voted for by its, by its peers, fellow writers, fellow actors, fellow producers. So I have no doubt about that. But obviously it's it's a shame and it's painful that Black people again have to be the collateral in this kind of weird organisation. And it's not a thing that people can say, oh, let's, let's boycott the Golden Globes, right? It's for some reason, or not for some reason, over time they've grown to have this outsized importance in the industry. So a win or a nomination means something. It's... The best way I've, I've tried to explain it for football fans is kind of like the community shield, in which if you lose, you just call it a friendly. I'm like, ah, it's a friendly, we go on to the first game of the season. But if you win, that's a trophy. That's that, that propulsion to the season that gives momentum. And in this case, it gives momentum into maybe into future award shows or future ticket sales if it was normal times or more exposure. We are not going to do a re, like a recap or a reaction for the Golden Globes. I'll I'll hundred percent, most likely ninety percent. I'm going to watch the show and I'm going to tweet about it. So if you want to find out my thoughts about the winners and whatever, um, check check my Twitter. I never have high hopes for Golden Globes winners. Like, yeah, you want the best people to win, but that's very it's very unlikely that that's the case. In the case of I mean, destroy the best show wasn't nominated, so you can't even win. If there's any take I want you to get from this is that the Golden Globes are racist. And nothing here is surprising because this is a truly flawed organization. Um, there were some pleasing takeaways from this year's nominations, like Palm Springs, an incredible film from last year was nominated, along with its star and December, which is very nice. Daniel Kaluuya was nominated for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Regina King getting the Best Director nomination. There were three female Best Director nominees. Some of my best shows of the year, some of them lesser known, were nominated like Flight Attendant, The Great Ted Lasso, Kelly Cuoco, Nicholas Holt, Elle Fanning, Jason Sudeikis, all gone nominated from those shows. So there were some good things, but again, it's just that the errors are so glaring. And who are these people voting? Who is this shadowy cabal? that has this large importance on careers of so many people and the awards season and everything. It's just a weird... I can't explain the Golden Globes and the HFPA in one episode. I don't even know if I could explain it in a season's worth of podcast episodes. It's just... Look, there are more prestigious award shows down the line. The SAG nominees were a bit more balanced and it made a bit more sense. So did the Writers Guild. For anyone listening, we're going to be covering a few of the films that would be that should be in the Oscars conversation very soon. So we'll probably um, tweet out and put a post on Insta about the films we'll be covering. So if you guys want to watch them and just get the conversation, that would be fun. Um, I don't know if this has helped anybody because as I'm saying it to myself, I think I've even just got more confused as to what the hell the HFPA is and why do we still listen to the Golden Globes. But um, 
hit me up on Instagram or Twitter if you have any questions. Maybe I can, maybe it's easier to explain on the timeline than over a podcast. But yeah, don't worry. Hopefully the Oscars are a bit more straightforward. Even though still problematic in their own right, they're a bit more straightforward than 87 foreign press people voting for what was the best film of the year. Well, I hope, I really hope I was able to clear up some confusion about the Golden Globes to you guys. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think I might have made it worse. But hey, um, like I said, we're going to be covering a lot of films in the next few weeks. So I will put that out and let you guys know what we're covering. So you guys can just, I don't know if you want to watch them and get involved in the conversation. That should be nice. Um, Yeah, so like I said, look, I will tweet about the Golden Globes because I have an unhealthy relationship with film. So I'll be up watching it and talking about it. And hopefully you can see my tweets in the morning when you all wake up like normal human beings. Um, Yeah, so shout out to everyone. Shout out to Obiora, Georgia Fiatra. Shout out to Ipikanamani, Chinedu Heji. Um, It's going to be a quite interesting next few weeks we have some very fun episodes lined up i hope you guys enjoy I have some nice guests coming on um yeah please subscribe or follow the podcast and if you listen on apple music or any other platform that allows you to please rate and review it really helps us please share to your friends we have some we had a great episode released earlier in the week on host and euphoria um of the very funny chinas episodes um yeah just tell your friends we're trying to build a podcast here Hope you all stay safe and please take care of yourselves. And take the vaccine. See you guys next week. <laughs>